You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. So, Bill, uh, you inspired me from the last podcast. You talked about my uh, greatest hits. And uh, I I think after thinking about it and wrestling with it, I think I've come up with uh, the opening song that uh, I, I want to give into this uh, this album, um, T Diddy's Greatest Hits, because I got to have some sh- street cred. T like T Diddy, Travis Daddy. Yeah, yeah, it's T Diddy, T Daddy. No, T Daddy sounds like a pimp name. I don't want that. Yeah, T Diddy, <laughs> T Diddy. A whole new world. Don't you dare close your eyes. That's that's gonna be my opener. That's gonna be my opener. And you're doing your own echo. Absolutely, absolutely. It's my song, man. I'm gonna sing it. <laughs> Don't you dare close your eyes. Which is which is hilarious. Like in the movie, when you see that unfold, you're like, "Oh, that's so romantic." But it's like this guy looking at her like a like. If you freaking close your eyes, I'm gonna shank you. Don't you dare. Like I'm a street rat. <laughs> I know how to. I know how to take care of myself. I can kill he you. He is riffraff. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get my monkey and sink my monkey on you. Is what I'll do. So don't close your eyes, okay, this woman? It's got a lot scarier than I thought it was. <laughs> so, anyways. Um, Hilarious moment. So my daughter, uh, she's into acting and theater, and she's my artist, and she's drives my wife crazy, which is awesome to watch them, uh, watch them together. Interact. Uh, yes, interact. It's it's fantastic because my wife just doesn't get it at all, and I'm like, I totally get it because that's who I am. But anyways, yes. so uh, we had a date night, her and I, the other day, and uh, we went to go see, and this was a while ago, uh, the live action because nothing new comes from Disney. No, the live action Aladdin. Yes. By the way, I thought Will Smith did a great job with that. You know, he I did a lot he did better well. than I thought yeah. he was going to do. Yeah. yeah. I thought he did well. I mean, I mean, you know, he, he, he's a good he's a good genie, I guess, you know. So anyways, um and there were a few problems with the the movie that I'll talk about it at my movie review podcast that I'm going to launch in 3 years. But anyways, until go. then. That sounds good. Um and we're sitting there and we uh, it was a date night. It was great. And I'm like, "Man, this is I got to do this more often." It has been like 8 months since I've done it and that's horrible. But she just had the time of her life. We went out for food, you know, I opened the door for her. I kind of tried to model for her what a good date would be and you know, we go to the movie and it, it was just it was an absolute blast. And yeah. now we have Disney Plus, so it just dropped on Disney Plus. So yes. immediately yes. I come downstairs one day and what's on the TV, a whole new world, don't you dare close your eyes. And we busted out and we started singing it and dancing it together. It was I wish awesome. you guys could see what I saw as you were singing. It was It was amazing. It was inspiring, it's wasn't it? It's an inspiring it? picture yeah. right there. Like Adele. It was it was like yeah, it was like Adele. <laughs> but I have yeah. the voice of an angel. You can say it. I I'm I'm yeah. I'm used to hearing it in and for myself all the time. <laughs> like, like I'm in the car and I'm like, man, I have the voice of an angel singing this song you right really now. You really do. It's like an angel band. <laughs> oh so anyways, man! Gosh. No, but but that experience and, and so it, for me it was like this this nugget of 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 reality that um, I as a dad often spend a lot of time providing for them things. Yeah. You know, like clothing. They need clothing. I mean, I don't want to have. I don't want to be known as the family that the kids go to school naked. That would be a bad thing. That would be so they got to have some of that that stuff. But you know, I think about Christmas time, just coming off of Christmas. We spent a lot of time getting our kids items, yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, and when they were younger, it was toys, and now the toys have just gotten much more expensive. Yeah. And you're like going, oh my gosh, you know. And but we're obsessed with buying them things, and this little movie experience that we went to, I was like, oh wait a second. 
I bet she'll remember that experience a lot longer than she will remember that thing that I got her for Christmas. Yeah. You know, a couple of years ago, we re- I was re- reading a book. It was many years ago now. And uh, Mark Batterson, he uses the phrase, he says, he says, accumulate experiences, not possessions. And this idea of, of being being a, a person who thinks more an idea that, man, the memories that we make are going to impact far longer than, than the little gift that we give. Now, there's nothing wrong with giving memories. gifts. There's another one right there. <laughs> From and, that creepy movie, Cats. Oh, gosh. I, didn't, I could never see that. No, but so. I love what he had to say there. Yeah. Accumulate experiences, not possessions. And yeah. that is so contrary to our North American ethos. Yeah. You know, this year, Christmas time, we bought gifts, but everybody was like, was like what do you guys want? I, I don't know. Yeah. Everyone's like, I don't know what I want. Like, because A, either I can download it in three seconds and get quick, quick validation, or I could, yeah, maybe I want this game system, or maybe I want this So game. I can sit more more on the couch and do nothing? And, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it, it, it put attention to me and my wife. And, you know, uh, years ago, someone had challenged me to um, to engage. In fact, I read a book from Bob Goff, who he took a trip with his kids. Took a tri- trip with all, with, all, with all of his kids. And... So me and my wife years ago decided to do this trip that we call the Lucky Eleven trip. That is fantastic. And so, so the, the concept of the Lucky Eleven trip is, you know, when you look at, at growth of a child, about age 13, they essentially kind of spin off. And when yep. I mean spin off, I'm they're, not, they're not gone. They're not, they're not out of the house. But their peer group becomes the center of, of what's important to them. Which they should. Exactly. I mean, that's proper it's a normal behavioral flow. progression. Yes. And, and so it should happen that way. So, so we, we, you know, you know, when we were, when, when our kids were younger, we thought, oh, well, you know, we want, we got them until they're about 18. But then more godly men kept saying, Bill, you're going to lose them before that. And then we started looking at statistics and we realized that's very, very true. We are probably going to lose them before, before 13. You know, because this thought of like, oh, well, I'll catch up with them as they get older. You know, my career will move on and, and I'll catch them when they're 15. I'll but have more time or I'll have more money or exactly. I'll have more whatever. Lies of the enemy. Straight yep. lies of the enemy. And so what we decided to do is to take our kids on a trip when they're 11 years old anywhere they want to go. These are Like ex- a trip to like Brahms or like Dairy Queen? Well, it could be. Um, but we decided, so we took Gabe to London. Uh, like me, oh. just me and Gabe, we went to London. Hey, money bags, how are you doing over there? Listen, hey there, <laughs> save up for five years to make this happen. And so, so we decided because, but it didn't have to be that far, but we said anywhere you want to go. Right. You know, and so, and, and it was definitely a sacrifice. It was definitely an intentional sacrifice. Um, frustrating sometimes because you're like, man, that money could go somewhere else or all that kind of stuff. But it allowed me in, in, in like a, an unallotted time, uh, hour after hour with my son, through the quiet, through the awkward, through the conversation, through the laughter, through the experience, to just have intentional conversations. And so so this year, my daughter turns 11, the lucky 11 trip, too, and, and my wife's planning her trip now. And, now, and the kids they, kids can choose. And so, so we have the opportunity to, to let them know, but we've been, we've been saving up for these intentionally because we know that, that, that when they turn 11, we still have two good years to impact them. So we can stop and we can actually engage their heart. Now, it can be a camping trip. Right. It can be whatever. We just chose that because, well, heck, we can go on a trip too. You know, that kind of thing. Like, let's do it when we, when we, when we can. But make it an experience that it's about them and they can have a choice. Hey, well, we, you know, can we go here, here, or here? Like, where do you want to go? So, we, so you can choose that way. But I really see the value as godly men spoke into me to say, Bill, you, this is really important. The, this age is super crucial, especially now. With the influx of information, the influx of entertainment, yeah, of of all those uh, of social media and and just just the the stigma that that's throwing on these kids, 
And so, and then, you know, even, you even think about kids who, who are, who are depressed at age nine because they're getting bullied consistently from, 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 from this, this outside world that they can't escape it, especially if they're on social media at nine. I remember we were at a store, I had to get my son's phone fixed and we're like, it's hard to get it fixed. Like I'm, well, I'm a cheapskate. Okay. I don't want to just go buy the newest and best. Nothing wrong with that inherently, but I don't. He's gonna break it, or right. you know they're gonna. Right. And he said, he goes, "Oh, don't even worry." He said, "I had a, a mom in here yesterday who who bought her three year old a phone." And I went, "You're th- you're three year old," and so oh it's my gosh. It, you know, and and you know, it's total total side note, but you know, they're they're finding teachers are finding, and I think we heard this on one of our podcasts that that kids, um, uh, what is it, the 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 small. Small motions, things with their fingers, right. all the small fine motor skills are are being deteriorated because all they are is on their phone, and they're not they're not drawing with pen and paper, they're not playing with Legos, they're not they're not doing things with their hands anymore. Right. They're not picking up sticks in the front yard. Correct. There you go. Like as per the last <laughs> one. So so we wanted to create an experience, but but the bigger thing is is the bigger picture in this is to create moments with your family, to 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 show the value of experience over possessions. Right. You know, and so so I think we're just trying to encourage that fact of. How do we begin to create those moments even now? Like, like maybe, maybe you've got children who are 9, 10 years old, and you'd love to do something like that. It would be, it'd be valuable to, again, as I listen to other godly men who, who, who had come before me to say, stop while you can. You know, these kids are growing up fast. Right. And so it's, it's trying to find ways in your family to create those moments. Well, and I think what, 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 it, what it goes to even deeper than, than just giving them an experience is the fact that you're giving them a memory and the memory helps shape them in ways that objects never can because objects will come, objects will go, something newer, greater, better, whatever will be purchased and it'll be replaced. Memories will never be replaced, right? And and what's amazing is the stories that we hold on to as we grow up actually are what shape us and form us more than anything else. Absolutely. And so what you're encouraging is like be intentional with the stories that you give your kids that yeah. help to define them discover them and will actually be there for them when things get hard when it feels like family is not for them they can have those memories to go back to those experiences to to return to yeah, yeah, yeah. um and, and all of a sudden like whoa wait that's part of my story yeah this is a part of who i this is a good thing yes and and, and so you're actually girding them for the journey ahead by providing them those memories and those stories to move forward. And I think that's a brilliant thing. And, you know, I'm, unfortunately, I'm in the position where I got a 17-year-old, 15-year-old, uh, 13-year-old, and 11-year-old. So I've blown it. I don't have the magical 11-year-olds. But I'm thinking already, I got a 17-year-old. She's a junior in high school. Yes. I better have a trip with her this summer. Something. You know, and Something I gotta, small. I, but I got to come up with a clever, like, like um, Surviving seventeen trips, super you know? seventeen or mm-hmm. super seventeen. Yeah, I guess that would work. Anyway, yeah. It really doesn't matter. But Surge seventeen. There you, you go. Know, so but, but 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 to establish that routine with the kids, yes. because then what it does is, um, my fifteen-year-old now has something to look forward to, and she's going to dream. And that's one of the things that our kids are so enamored with the moment and now, and they're so entertained in the moment now that they don't have the time or they don't have the things that they're looking to the horizon and dreaming about. And that's what those experiences give is it gives your daughter when they when she saw you do that with your son, 
she immediately had something on the horizon that she had a chance to dream about, yeah. to process. Now she has some, wait, I get to choose where we get to go? Yeah. Okay, now I have to develop this hierarchy of needs. I have to develop this hierarchy of wants, yeah. and I have to make the decision. And so do I want to go to the Caribbean? Well, I like the beach, but I don't like the sand. And do I, Or do I want to go to Par- Harry Potter? Land? You know, yeah. So yeah. you're giving them that opportunity to, yes. be, to develop that, that hierarchy of decision structure that they need, and you're also giving them um, the gift of there's something beautiful when you have a chance to look at the horizon and dream a little bit. Yeah. And you're inviting them to dream and that's fantastic, dude. You know, I, and I think even then, as I'm, I'm glad that you're talking about it because because there's so many families who haven't stopped to do that and you're right, they're way beyond 11. It's not too late. It's just more a matter of, man, when, when they're 11, you're still their superhero. You know what I'm saying? You still have a lot of impact and, 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 and peer groups haven't, haven't infiltrated like the others, but it's never too late to stop and take a, take a weekend away. They're never going to look back and go, man, that was a crappy trip. Because my dad, <laughs> my dad, my dad pointed at me and said, "I want to take just you and me and go well, somewhere." Uh, let's be honest: when things go horribly wrong, it can feel like a crappy trip. But if you're like me, it's often those crappy trips when things don't go right, yeah. when the agenda's not followed, when yeah. the plane ticket gets lost. That you're like, those are the things that come back up on Thanksgiving three, five, ten years later. Yes, and there's laughter and there's enjoyment, and it, it even when it doesn't go as planned. Yeah. You're giving them an experience. You're teaching them how to process through unexpected chaos. Yes. And at the end of the day, they still have a chance to go, whoa, whoa, wait. I'm still okay. My family's still okay. We still love each other, hopefully. Yes. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So so a way to do this is to begin to be, you know, to, to be a student of our, uh, of our, of our children and go, what do you, what do you love? What makes you come alive? Because it doesn't have to be a trip across the country or a trip across the way. It could be, man, um... Me and my daughter are going to take four art lessons together. Intentional time. So I'll take her out to dinner. We'll do art lessons together. And then from there, we... So, But it's knowing who your daughter is. Or, you know, hey, my daughter loves the rodeo. You know what? I have tickets to a rodeo, but it's not close to me. It's a rodeo that's four and a half hours away because that gives me road time trip. And we have a night over. We have two nights over. Right. And we take that time to, to engage each other. And that's what's important. It's knowing who your kids are. It's engaging them in what they love. This is brilliant. So dude. that they come, come alive in who they are. Where were you in my life like 10 years ago? Stop it. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I was listening like... to all the guys who were telling me what to do 10 <laughs> years ago. I well, get... I'm going to have to talk to some of the guys that were in my life back then and say, where were you at? Because this is I'm looking at just the cascading effect of being intentional, of setting this up in the family, making this a routine. And, and, and again, you're going to have a, some of us will have a compulsion of like, well, we don't have the money for that. Bull crap. You can make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not about the money. The trip to London had nothing to do with the cost to get to London. No. It had everything to do with the fact that you intentionally invested in your son. And he knows that. He's old enough now at 11 that he sees that. He knows that. He understands it was a sacrifice. And so now you're saying, yeah, absolutely it was a sacrifice. But you're worth it, dude. Exactly. You're worth the sacrifice. And I love you that much. And again, to press that into your kid's life as he enters into puberty. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that that's the stuff that will sustain him in the hardest, darkest days. Yeah, when his heart is broken, when his friends are betraying him, and when he feels like he's worthless. To know that, wait, wait, wait. At one point, my dad, well, he won't remember it, but you can always whisper to him, "You're worth it." Yeah, you're worth the sacrifice. And I think they will because again, all those concrete thought, all those cognitive thought that get that gets brought in. So, so it's it's being a student of our, uh, you know, of our children, finding out what makes them come alive, and then purposely planning it. And then, you know, right now, so so hopefully you're listening to this, and it's 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 the beginning of February, the you know the end the end of January, and maybe even in March. I don't really know when we're going to actually launch this, but as we launch this, this idea of there is still time to look and go. Okay, the summer's coming. 
Um, there are things that are of more value. So even if I said, man, you know, pe- people say, I don't have enough money. There are, there are a ton of ways for us to save some money now, inches at a time, $20 a week. Man, go and sell one of your guns, whatever it is. If your kids are important, there's, there, is something that, there is something that you can find ways to make some of those finances. And if, and if it's really extremely hard, it doesn't have to be a long-away trip. It can be a road trip. It can be a packing sandwiches in the car and traveling to something that they love, going to a concert series, going to whatever, and buying a lawn ticket. It okay. doesn't have to be a lot. So as you're talking, love it. I'm listening. In the back of my mind, I'm going, it's screaming at me. The same posture has to be taken with our spouses. Yes. Because, like, date night is good, but date night often can become repetitive, and there's there's nothing there except, like, we're going to get a movie and we're going to get a meal. Figure out a way to turn date night into an experience. Yeah. Do something that you haven't done. Go to a restaurant you haven't gone to, or... You know, do something goofy at the restaurant you've been to and say, okay, I'm going to order for you this time, and you're going to order for me, and it's not going to be what you want or what you've ordered every single time. I'm going to give you something different. Yeah. You know, create those fun yeah. experiences. Yes. And, and, and all of a sudden, this dead kind of um, routine that every marriage can fall into, you get these little breaths of life. Yeah. And you have these experiences and all of a sudden those are the things that you begin to, oh yeah, remember that time when we just, we didn't know what we were going to do. So we went down to Fort Worth and we ended up in a, at the Stockyard Rodeo Show and we ended up, you know, in the front row because we splurged and that yeah. cow pooped right in front of us. That was fantastic. Exactly. You know, and you can just do that. And so it, it's, it's a matter of we in our culture are being sold objects all the time. We as dads have to stop that addiction and start to invest in experiences. I actually think millennials are leading the way, and we can learn a lot from millennials on this because study after study after study says that age group is more concerned with experiences than possessions. That's why they have no problem putting a few hundred dollars a month in Uber and not owning a car. Yeah. Because they want the experiences of where the Uber takes them, not yeah. the car payment yeah. that sits in their driveway. There's there's something valuable in that. There's something valuable in getting away, getting away from the norm. So it's not even like doing it at your house. I know there's staycations that are popular, which are great, but there's something about getting out because your brain still you still to. defaults to all the things you have to do in the midst of your but when you're when you're on the road, when you're doing something, you can't necessarily think about all the things that have to happen. You just do the things that you that that that, that, that are immediately in front of you. And some of that is your kids, is just having those conversations. I mean, literally in Dallas is if we drive if we drive uh, twenty west it is, there's nothing going to Abilene. I mean, even if it's something as silly as we're going to drive to Abilene and have dinner, you know, together it's, and doing, doing three of those. So, honey, find a place in Texas that you want to have. Do you like barbecue? We're going to drive the barbecue and we're going to do that. It, it, it doesn't have to be all at one time, but it can be experiences. But it's, it's helping your child see that I see you. I see what makes you come alive. I want to help you understand. But then in the midst, having these intentional conversations about life, intentional conversations about family, of who they want to become, of dreaming, of God, of knowing who God is, and beginning to press to them and say, what do you really think of God? And having those conversations. Absolutely. And wouldn't it be amazing if like, you as a husband, remember when you were dating your wife? You would yeah. come up with these crazy dates and you would surprise her with things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. We don't do that anymore. I don't do that anymore. Not but really. what would it look like for your marriage if you, and even for your kids, let's just play this out in either either place. And they come home and there's a bag packed for them. Yeah. And you're like, just get in the car. 
Yeah. Where are we going? Don't worry about it. We're going to go someplace. And all of a sudden, the, the senses are heightened. There's yeah. anticipation. There's excitement. There's something unknown. And that is the fertile soil for these experiences that they can reflect exactly. back to. And so, you know, imagine if you, as the husband, don't rely on, on the wife to organize the grandparents to come over and take care of the kids. You've already taken care of that. She gets off work on Friday. She rolls in. She's exhausted. And you already have the backpack for her. And you're like, okay, we're going to get back on Sunday. Well, I don't know. It's taken care of. Exactly. Just... We're going to go and we're going to have a great time. Yes. You know, it, it just, dude, this is, the, and again, I'm speaking not because I've done this. I'm speaking because I'm realizing, like, right now how much I need this with my family. Oh, yeah. And how much I need this with my wife. And so as much as we did that challenge, you know, that we're losing weight, by the way, I'm down four pounds. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um, we we need to do this with our with our spouses and with our kids like this is not an option yeah because before you know it they're gonna be out of the house yep and it let's say you're a dad that that your kids are grown it's not too late you can yes. still do something fun like yeah like you know i'm thinking of a, a friend of mine who's um in his he's 60 and he has kids that are grown i'm like man what would it be like for him to call up his son and says hey this summer i'm gonna i'm gonna um hike part of the appalachian trail and i need you to be there that's awesome and we're gonna do that together now his 25 year old son He's not going to go, oh, dad. He's going to go, absolutely, I'm there. Yeah. And he's going to have a week with his dad hiking the Appalachian Trail. That would be amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. for that family and for that legacy of well, what that it. means. And, and it starts with you being a student of your child, a student of your spouse, because yep. we could do things. We could pick something out of a hat that we like, but it has nothing to do with us. It has to do with engaging who they are and knowing what they love. And that's the bigger thing. It's being able to actually say, man, I, it, this is what makes you come alive. This is what I notice makes you come alive. So this may be a process for you to actually sit down and have a conversation with your spouse, a conversation with your, with your kids and go, what do, you, what do you love? What do you love beyond video games? What do you love to do? You know, and making it an event. And, say, and if they genuinely don't know, then guess what? That's your adventure. Then you get to go discover that. Try to figure and you out. You get what they to love. discover it together. So go do something. Um, you know, go do a, an amusement park or yep. go do something else and start to discover what they actually do love. And you never know. Go fishing. Go whatever it is. Go hiking. Go, yep. It doesn't matter. Yes. Rent a bike and go for a mountain bike ride. Correct. And just see what they discover that they love and that they're willing to invest yes. some time and energy into that experience to be repeated because they had a great experience with it before. Yep. So so try to be a, a, a student of your spouse, uh, and, you know, a student of your child. Uh, it, plan this and do it just with them, one-on-one. Cause, and be, be intentional with the life that you choose to speak. Like know what you're going to say, what, what, you know, what those core beliefs are, that there is a God who's for them, that they are, they are fearfully and wonderfully. Whatever it is, what, have them speak their heart of what they think about God, what they think about, about, about life, what they dream about, and let them share that right. and encourage that. But let it just be you and them Open on up their that own. space yes. to have that conversation. So, so my wife and I did a, a date night, and it was the stupid routine date night that we've done a thousand times before. But in the middle of the date night, I, I, I had this kind of odd question that popped in my head so I figured yeah oh, well, let's talk about it yeah, yeah. and so you know we're both in our mid-40s and you know we're kind of halfway there if you want to think yeah. about it and I said okay sweetheart um let's dream a little bit what's the old couple we want to be and she's like what are you talking about I was like no no, no 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 like like think about old couples that we have in our lives yeah you have some old couples that man they just watch tv and they do the crossword puzzle and they just kind of exist is that the old couple we want to be or do we want to be the golfing old couple? Neither of us golf. Do we want to be the golfing old couple? Um, or do we want to be the hiking old couple? Or do we want to be the dancing weirdly with these flamboyant shirts and old skirts at the dance hall old couple? You like, just mentioned is- every Cialis commercial I've ever seen in my life. 
<laughs> I would like to sit in a bathtub next to you. Exactly. Not, not share it. No, that would be gross. That'd be weird. That'd be weird. But but to start to identify that, and, and we had a 45 minute to an hour conversation about, okay, what do we like to do? What do we want to do? What do we what do we want to do in such a way that when we have grandkids, we're still able to engage with them and have fun with them and not yeah. be, you know, on the go-go scooter trying to get to and fro because our health has, has escaped us and it's too late to capture it back. And we yeah. discovered, like, we want to be the couple that hikes. Yeah. That goes on these little day adventures and goes hikes places, you know? And so now we're starting to orient ourselves, get into shape in such a way that we can go hike some places. And so that's what we're talking about. And awesome. creating space and creating the experiences so you can actually do something down the road. I love it. I love it. And we, we, we may need to delve more into that in another podcast. But I love it. just this idea of pursuing after, taking the time, being intentional. It will impact your family. It'll impact your legacy and who your grandchildren become after you. So, speaking of great experiences, I'm going to plug this. April third, we have twenty third. Twenty third. I know this. I'm a, I'm well aware of this. I'm on the planning team. <laughs> we have a known legacy date night coming up, which is going to be yes, an amazing do. experience for you and your spouse. You need to sign up for this. Um, we're going to launch the signups here later this month or early next month. Yes. And uh, you need to sign up for this. And it's not going to be a conference. It's going to be an experience of laughter, of joy, some competition, some um, ribbing that goes on and on, and maybe just maybe a few nuggets, nuggets of, of like, oh, that's some yeah, nuggets of truth. You know, oh, that's good. We need to think about that. But most importantly, we want you to leave there with your guts hurting from laughter, tears rolling yes. down your face, and a desire for both of you to want to do it again and yes, to yes, figure yes. out how to do this on a regular basis as a married couple. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for checking us out. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, go to info at knownlegacy.org. Check us on the social media, Instagram, Known Legacy, and Facebook, Known Legacy Ministries. Ditch the possessions and invest in the experience. Have a great week, guys. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening to By Dads, For Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.